Hey everyone, with the election finally upon us, SNX Weave is excited to present our two-part panel-style podcast featuring this epic Spartan Council candidates. The first panel, which will be presented in this episode, includes Spartan Council candidates who have run in previous epics who are not currently on the council. The second panel, which can be listened to in the episode following this one, includes Spartan Council candidates who are currently on the council. Due to a scheduling conflict, Boyan participated in the first panel. In collaboration with you, the community, we asked our panel members a total of 10 questions that produced thoughtful responses and enthusiastic discussions. So keep listening to hear your Spartan Council candidates introduce themselves, speak to their candidacy, and answer hard-hitting questions about representing synthetics. Here now is Big Penny, Boyan, and Tara Bellis. So let's hear what they have to say. So let's go ahead and get started. Big Penny, we'll be kicking off question one with you. Please briefly introduce yourself and your background within the synthetics community. Hi, I'm Big Penny. Um, if you're active on the Synthetics Discord server, you probably know me as uh, one of the Synthetics Guardians. Um, the Guardians are basically uh, trusted users that anyone can approach for help. Um, and my background in the Synthetics community is, I, I joined around two years ago, I think. And uh, within those two years, uh, the Synthetics community has grown on me uh, quite a lot. Um, I often go around and say that synthetics is like family to me, and in this is, isn't really hyperbole. Uh, due to COVID and some additional factors, I'm pretty much in quarantine since March 2020, and it looks like I, uh, this will stay uh, like this for the foreseeable future for me. And uh, it, I used this time at home to to forge uh, many very close relationships within the synthetics community that I care really deeply for. And uh, this is why I was really excited when I was uh, asked to join the, the Guardians, the synthetics Guardians. Um, and um, this is also one of the reasons why I'm, uh, I'm trying to become a Spartan Council member because synthetics has become the most important thing in my life. And I'm trying to be involved in that uh, at its core. And I think the Spartan Council is the uh, perfect place to be for that. And yeah, that's pretty much sum uh, summarizes it. Thank you for sharing, Big Penny, and welcome. Tara Bellis, please provide a brief introduction of yourself and your background within the synthetics community. Um, okay, so I'm Tara, or Tara Bellis, if you want to address me by my full name. Um, I've been in crypto since probably about 2017, mid-2017, when I got thoroughly uh, inculcated into the experience of investing and mucking around in the crypto scene. Um, like many, I lost a lot during the, the great crash that followed, but I stuck around kind of as, as one of the communities I joined while sticking around. Um, was the synthetics community. Um, I think I started maybe early 2019 synthetics, kind of just uh, dipping my toe in, uh, bought some coins. But then I kind of fell into the degen trading community. 
which I kind of participated actively up until kind of the middle of this um, bull market that we're currently in, when I got kind of indoctrinated into this kind of weird secret society called D420. Um, I consider DeFi to kind of be something that I'm especially interested with in cryptocurrency. Though recently I've started working as an analyst for um, for a family fund and also a kind of an investment fund composed of various builders and founders within the DeFi space who are, sorry, not DeFi, within the crypto space who are focusing more on social projects and DAOs. So through that role, I'm kind of dipping my feet also into the social token space. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of known as a bit of a troll at synthetics, which I don't quite know how that happened. <laughs> I consider myself kind of like the sincere guy and anything that sounds trollish is, is pretty tinged with satire. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to whine about it. I don't mind wearing that cross or carrying that cross. Well, thank you, Tara, for sharing and welcome. Uh, Boyan, first question to you. If you wouldn't mind, please introduce yourself and your background within the synthetics community. Yeah, hi, Boyan here. Uh, I've been in Spartan Council for two terms now. Uh, but uh, long before that, I've been part of uh, synthetics community since early 2018, I think. So like three, three and a half years. I've been a guardian since maybe 2019. Uh, and uh, I wrote a few sips uh, for synthetics, uh, also inspired a few others. Uh, mainly, I was mainly interested in mechanism designs, uh, specifically helping with uh, front-running problems and also synth liquidity. Okay, besides that, uh, I was um, studying a lot of DeFi projects, uh, building my knowledge there, especially mechanism designs, and uh, I was trying to uh, to find the ways to incorporate that knowledge into synthetics to make it uh, more robust and safer. Thank you, Boyan. Piggybacking off that, uh, Penny, what unique experiences or views would you bring to the Spartan Council? Um, I've always considered myself as uh, some kind, uh, someone, uh, something like a, a bridge builder or force of balance. And um, I would have to go uh, far afield to, to really explain it in detail. But um, what I'm, uh, I think my role as a guardian, uh, and in particular the specific way how I go about it, is giving me very detailed insights into the mindset of our community. Um, I don't know how the other guardians go about uh, this particular detail, but my DMs are open for everyone. And many members of our community make use of that regularly. And people often approach me for assistance in relation to specific governance processes or when they need help because they've got backlash when they were trying to get a specific point across. And uh, what I've learned is that there are a lot of people that have very important input to give, but simply can't get it across properly or are afraid to get into trouble when speaking about it. And I made it my mission to speak for, these, uh, for those people, giving their ideas a voice and, and a fair chance of uh, consideration, no matter who stands on the underside of the discussion. And I have 
uh, in my opinion, I've proven many times in the past that I'm not afraid to engage or oppose anyone in our community when it comes uh, to discussions like that. And um, I think it's it's very important to 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 not forget that uh, synthetics is a cooperative endeavor, and we neither need a bunch of yes men nor do we need a bunch of chronic naysayers uh, on the council, because ultimately everything is is a compromise of of sorts uh, that results uh, that's the result of of many different ideas, needs, and personal experiences that uh, sometimes uh, contradict with each uh, each other. Um, but uh, in the end, the goal is to create a net positive for everyone. And I have learned about myself uh, while being in the synthetics community that uh, I excel in, in exactly that, in, in, in being the one uh, finding the middle ground uh, uh, in everything. And um, a detail that, that some people might not know about me is that uh, I already served on the Spartan Council for a short time back when we still had liquid democracy. And uh, until some months ago, uh, we had an alumni policy which allowed me to continue participating in the Spartan Council, albeit without voting uh, rights, of course. And this is why I have experience in both how the Spartan Council works in practice, as well as in how to constructively engage in the governance process as a whole. And so uh, I will be able to effectively assume my responsibilities as a Spartan council member from the first day on uh, and uh, starting to build bridges, creating a balance of interest within our community and uh, be like 100% from, from the first day on. Thank you, Penny. Very thoughtful response, particularly your comments about your open door policy in a virtual workspace. Uh, Tara, this, this question will go to you next. What unique experiences or views would you bring to the Spartan Council if elected? Well, unlike Penny, I didn't get a free ride on the Spartan Council, like a, a trial period. So I would be coming at it with completely unexperienced, um, untainted persona. I guess that is indicative of one of my major qualities. And that is, uh, that comment is that I'm willing to complain and point things out as being inadequate or not necessarily as they should be. So while I believe in bridge, building bridges, um, I'm also perfectly willing to undermine them before they are rebuilt stronger than ever. In terms of unique qualities or experiences, unlike many people on the council, perhaps now I'm not really in a kind of tech background. I did a PhD in the social sciences, so I'm I have a research experience and I know how to conduct analysis and uh, make judgments based on thorough analysis. Um, so I believe that will be a quality that I'll bring to it, but it will be more of a humanistic bent. It won't necessarily be motivated by numbers. It will be more motivated by a more holistic uh, appreciation for what's in the best interests of all the synthetics community, rather than just purely the protocol itself. Another quality I think I bring is, despite this bull market, I'm not yet rich enough to retire. And so I need that stipend and I need to remain motivated. I need to stick to improving synthetics so I can ditch my bags and ride off into the sunset. <laughs> Thanks, Tara. So I want to open the floor briefly to a discussion about team composition. What sort of diversity and skill sets or perspectives do you believe are necessary to make up the ideal Spartan Council? Can we just ch chime in? Absolutely. Okay. So um, 
Terra uh, uh, touched on that uh, uh, upon that uh, uh, a little bit in his response, and I think uh, what we are, uh, already have uh, in abundance on on the Spartan Council are technically uh, talented people who have deep knowledge about uh, uh, smart contracts, who have deep knowledge about financial uh, 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 mechanics, about math uh, uh, especially. Um, and uh, we have uh, people who have, uh, uh, with Kane with especially, we have, we have people who know how to lead a, a group and, and something like that. But what I think also is, is necessary and very important part on, uh, for the Spartan Council is the social uh, 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 aspect. And as Tara already said, even the the ability to dissent, I, I, and from my experience within the council, I must say, there uh, people are, of course, uh, able to dissent. But sometimes, sometimes, uh, this is at least uh, something that I get uh, feedback on uh, when when I'm talking uh, mostly in DM with people approaching me, is that it sometimes has uh, uh, looks like it's too harmonic. There's too little discussion, public discussion at least, or too little dissent, and this is something And there's that... also the trouble that they're not motivated to. I mean, many of the current Spartan Council have already become incredibly wealthy, Again, obviously a prime example of this. And so the actual motivation for participating on a day-to-day -day basis in the conversations that the community should really have exposure to isn't there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can spend your time uh, in other ways, it's perhaps easy to do so if you can afford to. But um, yeah, greater motivation motivated by the thing that blockchain is built on, which is financial incentives, makes sense to me. Yeah, and, and the, the, the willingness uh, and the motivation to engage with the community directly. And to I know it's, it's difficult sometimes to get a lot of annoying responses uh, every day uh, as a guardian I can can watch for that I think you can ask freak he can watch for that even way more than anyone else but uh, this is just uh, part of the grind and uh, I think I, I don't want to criticize uh, the Spartan Council too much on that um, we you can we can say everyone has uh, to bring every uh, uh, equality to the table, but uh, I think this is uh, rather unrealistic. People have different strengths and weaknesses, and this is why I say uh, we need uh, the the technical and the mathematical and the and the financial uh, prowess that we already have on the council, but uh, we are so uh, severely lacking the social uh, and the and the uh, community interactive interaction and the, the listening to and talking to and engaging with the community part. And yeah, this is maybe something that both you and me can provide uh, uh, when we are watered into Yeah, poor Spreak. I mean, God, God knows he tries with customer support. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys, yeah. We need more, more of those, uh, that's the social aspect in, in Spartan Council, a bridge between Spartan Council and the whole community. Thank you guys, some excellent discussion. Uh, moving on to question three. In your own words, please explain what you believe to be your responsibility or obligations as a council member of the community if elected. Tara, why don't you start us off with your response to question three? Um, 
I guess, to read and assess SIPs and SCCPs to ascertain if they increase the value of the coin as well as the volume on the protocol, value being a measure of success vis-a-vis -vis the token holders and volume being a measure of popularity of the protocol itself. And I suppose they should also be always willing to deviate from the party line. Actually, one of the major responsibilities they have is to do something about the name Quenta, because, I mean, it's probably been over a year now, and I can't understand why, for all the authority they have, they still haven't done something about that name. What would you change it to? Oh, I'd probably, first of all, change it for a short period to the, um, the one that was suggested in that, that two-choice poll. What was it? Something like um, IPDEX or something. I think uh, maybe we could even kind of return to that forum and see what suggestions were made and then ignored during that vote. Thank you, Tara. Uh, Boyan, question three to you. Uh, in your own words, please explain what you believe to be your responsibility and obligation as a sitting Spartan Council member. Yeah, I think my main uh, obligation would be <clears throat> to protect the interests of uh, all parties uh, involved in synthetics, but uh, primarily interest of Essenix holders and uh, synth holders. But besides that, also protect the interest of uh, all the protocols that uh, decide to integrate synthetics into their products offerings. Yeah, so that uh, consists main, mainly on finding uh, potential exploits in some mechanism design that, that could get, uh, because of uh, which ethnic uh, uh, stakers could get wrecked. So. Yeah, I think that that would be some of my, as, at least as I see my my main uh, we responsibility. We need to get Caleb back to work. Yeah, sorry. We need to make sure Caleb has at least. Oh, he's he's nineteen very... hours of wakefulness a, a day. Yeah, but he's still uh, very involved with the with the protocol. We we have. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's yeah. been a major first line of defense for, yeah. for a long time. He's now. still he still is. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Penny, if you could go ahead and respond to this question, please. I just want to to uh, preface one thing uh, about the Quenta name. Um, I agree <laughs> that I, I am also not, so I, I kind of warmed up a little bit to it, but I, I was opposed to the name. And if I had to say into, in it, I would change it as well. But I think with Quenta uh, splitting off uh, from synthetics, uh, the naming convention uh, or the responsibility for the name uh, has already or if not will shift over to to quanta <laughs> and the quanta counts in the future so it may be something you know that... for six months if you google quanta you get <laughs> quanta walang which was like worthless in tagalog it was crazy i was like how the hell did that get fast marketing I argued with Kane uh, uh, in length about this, and I had my my my, my uh, uh, conspiracy three, three, uh, theories about it. But yeah, that's that's but, one thing. Uh, funny thing, <laughs> I was I was the one that gave Quenta that came up with the Quenta name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the one responsible. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a Lord of the Rings thing, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and to uh, to answer yeah. the question, I th I think we we already touched uh, upon that in the in the answers or in the discussion before, and now uh, everything has already been said. But I, I re reiterate it. So as an elected Spartan council member, my objective 
uh, is to represent the synthetics community as a whole and to to uh, to make the synthetics uh, a more successful, more profitable, and more accessible project for both the stakers and the traders. Um, we are in kind of an interesting between the chair situation uh, that uh, stakers are really the foundation of our project, but it, in the end, the, the the product has to also appeal to traders, or, because they are the ones who are creating the fees that we are uh, giving out, out as rewards. And um, this requires, as already stated, uh, active participation in the in the governance process, which is probably a topic we are talking about later. And um, also engagement with the synthetics community, active engagement with the synthetics community. Perfect. Thank you, Penny. Moving along to question four, Penny, this one will go to you first. What do you want to see achieved by the council in the short to midterm as well as the long term for the synthetics protocol? And what will your contribution be? So um, I think this is, this is one of the most interesting questions probably. It's right now, the absolute most important goal to achieve is uh, the complete transition to layer two optimistic Ethereum. Because I think that the continued high gas fees for both stakers and traders alike is the central detrimental factor which holds synthetic bags for months and i'm convinced that if we were already feature complete on optimistic ethereum and if optimistic ethereum would have been available earlier um everyone's mood would be a whole lot better and we would quite frankly had uh, 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 quite a few more multimillionaires among our snx stakers i'm, I'm really really uh, sure about that and um, the Spartan Council has the power to direct the core contributors uh, by prioritizing specific objectives. And my contribution would be that I would heavily prioritize uh, all objectives that must be completed for a swift transition to, to L2. And this would, for example, uh, encompass the unification of the debt pools uh, so uh, uh, to make the synth on L2 and L1 fungible with each other, which means uh, that you are able to transfer them freely between each uh, L1 and L2. And uh, beyond that, I consider uh, synthetic futures uh, with high leverage and shorting to be a central set of uh, features to create higher volume trades on, on, on the synthetics platform. Long term, um, we should give more incentives to stake SNX without resorting to inflation or dilution. And I think an, one important puzzle piece for that is the new liquidation mechanism that Spreak has designed, where SUSD is minted to liquidate delinquent wallets and the freed SNX is then distribute, distributed to active stakers as compensation. Um, we should also work towards uh, more use cases for synthetic assets, um, and I'm sure that uh, co uh, cooperating with our spin-off projects like Lyra, Talus, or Quenta, or even Alen can bring many profitable opportunities in that regard. Um, but we should also, beyond that, uh, uh, put a greater focus onto integrating with other projects. And um, to make a, a more recent uh, uh, example, the liquidity pools created by Lyra on L2 have demonstrated how uh, correct or, or uh, uh, cleverly designed incentives can have a very positive impact on the SNX price, despite the temporary SUSD pack issues uh, that were caused by that, uh, which quite frankly were only uh, uh, the result of the low SNX and SUSD availability on L2 right now. 
And I already said it today in in uh, uh, SNX trade in the SNX trading channel. Um, the moment we are uh, we, when the majority of the SNX SNX has moved to L2, those pack issues won't be a thing anymore, and then we would be free to to uh, indulge ourselves in in uh, many similar uh, liquidity pools and uh, liquidity farming uh, uh, incentives and such. Thank you, Penny. Uh, very important points there. Boyan, question four to you. Uh, what do you see in the short, medium, and long term uh, in terms of your vision for the synthetics protocol? And what will your contribution be? Yeah, I don't know what else to say after such an answer from from uh, Penny. Yeah, he basically covered it all. Yeah, but uh, I'll just add uh, for short term. I, I think I think this uh, SUSD shortage we have now on optimism. I see it uh, as a most urgent issue that uh, needs to be solved. I hope uh, we will find some solution soon there so that uh, we don't... Yeah, because Lyra is having a problem because of, uh, because of uh, SUSD being so so expensive. $1.15 yeah, it was today. Yeah, 15% premium Yeah, for stablecoin. It's quite crazy. Yeah. So yeah, besides that, I think uh, uh, Penny covered it pretty well. I, I wouldn't like to to repeat. Yeah, uh, just to add uh, my contribution uh, would be uh, in that I would uh, look out that uh, those uh, solutions are done in a safe manner, so that we don't have some some problems. We don't create some problems for our ethnic stakers on L1 or L2. Thank you, Bayan. Uh... Tara, question four to you. Please share your short, medium, and long-term vision for the synthetics protocol and uh, what your contribution to that would be. Yeah, like Bojan, I have to agree that Penny's answer was, was pretty succinct. Um, I guess my contribution would be that I do it slightly faster and slightly more efficiently. Um, beyond that, I would turn on more rewards for shorting on the system because I've been missing those the last few months. What do you uh, propose to add efficiency to that process? I would say things faster and type things in a way that elaborates on the point more clearly. Okay, thank you, Tara. And thank you to the group for your responses to question four. For question five, we're going to be discussing the three-month epic. Do you believe the three-month epic is effective for all DAOs and councils to be able to achieve longer-term objectives? Does this allow for the continuity of vision and execution? And should the serving term or epics be slightly increased? Question five will go to Tara first. As we all know, crypto moves very fast. So if anything, I would lessen the length of these epochs. I would have more turnaround so that we had less time for people to uh, settle into roles. That there's greater pressure for people to maintain their engagement with the important points that are being discussed by the Spartan Council. Um, I mean, we saw between the end of last year and the beginning of this year, something like a 10 times increase in the market cap of the entire crypto space. So longer than three months is something I, I wouldn't even consider. So how do you respond to the idea that a potential shorter epic might reduce engagement levels? But I imagine that if we have an effective council that is engaging with the community in a, a reasonable way, that, that will contribute to greater participation on the part of the community. Boyan, how do you respond to question five? 
Yeah, I think three month epochs are, are perfectly fine for, for Spartan Council. Maybe not so for a Treasury Council. I, I believe they should have a, a longer epochs there, at least maybe six months or even more, because we don't need the, the frequent change there. But uh, for Spartan Council, I think it's good uh, because, yeah, as Tara said, it creates uh, pressure on, puts pressure on, on, on council members to, to be more efficient and to achieve more. Thank you, Boyan. You make some excellent points. Penny, question five to you. Please share your comments on the three-month epic and whether you believe it should be changed or not. So, um Maybe to preface that uh, in the beginning, when we were starting to to roll out the governance process, I was uh, among those people that was uh, the most vocal and uh, most persistent uh, defender of the liquid democracy model, which meant that you could um, there were no epochs, so you could could uh, uh, fluently change your vote within every day if you wanted or every hour. And to be honest. Um, I have changed my opinion on that um, after my experiences, uh, I, the experiences I've made both on and off the council. And I think uh, I agree with, with uh, uh, Bojan that I think the three-month epoch is, is, a, is a pretty good compromise because I, I, stand, I understand the notion behind the question, but I, I, I simply disagree with, with the idea that a three-month epoch stands in the way of a long-term vision or objective or alignment of a Spartan council member. If the SNX stakers consider a specific council member's work or vision to be worthwhile, there's nothing that stops them from voting in that particular member repeatedly. And this is already happening. There, there are members among the Spartan Council that have been members from the first election on, and they will be re-elected re this election and the coming elections to come. Okay, this is this is the decision of the of the of the, uh, the token holders uh, ultimately. And um, there are other things to consider uh, because, as as Terra already said, time is moving fast in crypto and especially in DeFi. And uh, having a three-month epoch allows SNX stakers to make adjustments to people they have voted on into the Spartan Council. Besides dil uh, diluting, uh, by the way, dilution uh, a very important mechanism that's really under used in our community and something that, that we should uh, highlight more and bring more to the foreground. Uh, dilution is, but, but dilution ultimately is only useful if you're disagreeing with a single or a few decisions of, of uh, the person you have voted into the council. But if you have, uh, uh, if it turns out that the person you've voted into, onto the council is inadequate or lost alignment, um, it's important to be able to replace them. And I think that three month epoch is, is, a, is a nice, uh, a compromise that says it's it's long enough to 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 effectively work on the council, but it's short enough to make adjustments soon enough, uh, just to say. And uh, one thing more on the on the human side that nobody has touched on uh, uh, until, uh, right now is that nominating yourself for a spot on the Spartan Council is a considerable commitment, both in time and responsibility. And Especially, uh, time moves on, life changes, and especially people who not yet live exclusively from their crypto earnings uh, know that all too well. And uh, some Spartan council members have decided to not nominate themselves for the upcoming epoch. And uh, it's a good thing that we're, they were able to do so because 
if we're stretching epochs too long, we risk that people either become hesitant to nominate themselves because they can't reliably commit themselves for the full epoch's duration. And we run risk that people who are who want to uh, participate and are fully aligned, but simply unexpectedly can't anymore commit themselves uh, uh, to, to the ongoing epoch, get stuck inside the council for, for a prolonged time. And so I say I, I, I'm, I'm really completely fine with this uh, three-month compromise, and I would uh, keep it the way it is. Thank you all for your responses. It seems as though we have some consensus in the idea that the three-month epic should not be extended, given the pace at which crypto moves. Moving on to question six. Boyan, where do you see the synthetics protocol fitting into the DeFi space going forward? Yeah, I think uh, I see synthetics protocol as a, a core building block in, in DeFi. And uh, I'm certain uh, more and more protocols will integrate synthetics to harness its power, which allows them to have uh, lots of uh, big trades with uh, minimal possible fee, which they cannot be found any, anywhere else. Yeah, we also we have seen some of those like DHedge, but also uh, which was very in interesting to me was a uh, curve protocol uh, that integrated synthetics uh, to use in their uh, cross asset pools, which allowed uh, huge huge uh, trades to happen with minimal slippage. Yeah, and we will see later uh, how how will it progress and what. Uh, uh, what products can it um, show to to DeFi community? Thank you, Boyan. Penny, floor is yours for question six. Where do you see the synthetics protocol fitting into the DeFi space going forward? Mm -hmm. um, I think Boyan has uh, demonstrated something that uh, I start. Uh, I talked about in the first uh, in the first question or the second question is. Because my, my answer will be very different to him. His. Because uh, my answer is that uh, synthetics is effectively uh, the, the, central, the, the leader in decentralized governance right now already. And uh, when you're looking, especially on crypto Twitter and stuff like that, you're seeing that uh, you can see that other projects have started to, to take note of that and are starting to copying our governance model or at least build upon our, upon our experiences. And I think that synthetics will continue to innovate how decentralized governance is both structured and organized. And for example, the decommission of the SDAO and the and the treasury, the, the introduction of the treasury DAO, which is being elected on, and if this is if this is going out, before, uh, I don't know when it's going out, but if it's going out today or tomorrow, please, people, uh, apply for the treasury DAO. Um, this this is something where we are we are iterating on and making it uh, and. and could continue to be the leader in decentralization. And people might ask themselves right now, what do I care uh, about decentralization and decentralized governance for? And my answer to that is censorship resistance, because many people perceive uh, censorship resistance as something purely technical, but that's only half the truth. The other half is organization, making sure that there's not, not a single point of failure on the personnel or staff side of, of saying things. So making sure that quite literally everyone is replaceable and the 
project continues uh, no matter who has to step down, may it be voluntarily or involuntarily. And uh, Kane actually did step away from synthetics for uh, some time. And yes, uh, there were is some issues uh, on the core contributor side. But beyond that, uh, overall, synthetics continued to work quite nicely. And uh, I think we will iterate further on that front and uh, make uh, synthetics more resilient or the most resilient project out there there and this is especially important in a time right like right now where regulators are starting to aggressively entering the uh, DeFi and the crypto space and to make a very recent example coinbase has just scrapped their plans to launch uh, their lending product after the sec has voiced their concerns of it so they didn't even uh, get to start with it and already scrapped it and this is something that will happen more and more to each and every centralized exchange out there and every centralized uh, service and product out there and yeah and this is something where we will have an uh, enormous edge above everyone else, even in the DeFi space, because we will be the, f the most decentralized and most uh, censorship resistant, uh, -resistant uh, project out there. And to, to also go more on the business side of things is that I think that uh, we will continue to uh, be the, the biggest decentralized derivatives platform and we will provide the foundation for projects like Tailless, Quinta, and Lyra to aggressively cut into the market of uh, market share of, of centralized services and exchanges. And the beautiful thing about that is that with every trade they are doing and with every trade uh, other projects that we are integrating into, um, we are earning fees. Uh, or the SNX stackers will be earning fees. And the uh, ultimate goal is to, that one day the fee rewards will far outpace the SNX rewards. And this is, uh, for me, a metric if we are succeeding in the space and I um, uh, want to work towards that goal. Thank you, Penny. Yeah, certainly the uh, regulatory trends are going to be important to monitor over the coming months and years. Tara, question six to you. Where do you see the synthetics protocol fitting into the DeFi space going forward? Um, well, I don't necessarily share Big Penny's opinion of governance being considered a, a particular, or synthetics governance to be a particular bastion of good governance within the um, crypto space. It was really a narrative I first started hearing around the time when Kane came back from his kind of spell in the wild, which always struck me as a little strange. And regarding whether governance has an impact on kind of shielding synthetics from the kind of action that uh, Coinbase has suffered, to be honest, I think it may largely be down to the fact that synthetics doesn't, need, doesn't currently do enough volume to attract that kind of attention. Um, I think it's a bit of a meme, but the notion that there's just four or five or maybe 20 or 25 traders who are, who are largely propping up large trade volume on the protocol is, is one for a reason. Um, and kind of to lead into what I think would be uh, the multi-chain, sorry, the protocol's ideal fit into the DeFi space, it would be kind of functioning in the role that it first introduced itself as, which is uh, a trading platform that has good liquidity based on the synthetic mechanism that it is built upon. 
And hopefully once that is effectively in place, layer two, if it is ever in place on layer two properly, that will draw people to it. Thank you, Tara. Thoughtful responses from all of you. Coming into the home stretch, we have question seven, which is what do you think synthetics multi-chain strategy should be? Question seven, we'll go to Penny first. Okay. Um, this is a loaded question because uh, this is coming from, all questions come from the community from the, the sheet uh, that was posted, right? Yes, they did. I really want to know who, who asked that question. Um, but okay. Um, my answer to this. We've had was this? Okay. <laughs> okay, he's a clever guy. Um, my answer to this is that uh, synthetics is on Ethereum and synthetics is on optimistic Ethereum. And we will move our focal point towards optimistic Ethereum. But synthetics won't deploy on any other chain in the foreseeable future. And there is very good reason for that. And, but some, <laughs> I give you a chance to reply to that. Um, but I think what many fail to realize is that synthetics is very different to, to uh, your average DeFi project that simply collects some tokens inside a pool or a wallet and cranks out rewards to everyone. It's, we are actually minting and burning uh, tokens or thins, uh, synth. Uh, which are connected to a debt pool, which is shared among all SNX stakers. So we can't just deploy on Arbitrum, for example, because the tokens minted on Arbitrum won't be fungible with the tokens minted on Ethereum. And uh, to ag again, explain it, fungible means that the tokens on one chain are interchangeable with, with tokens on another chain. And the lack of fungibility is something that people on optimistic Ethereum are currently experiencing. The, SUSD minted on L2 can't be moved to L1 and uh, vice versa. And uh, why? Because the, they, are, they are backed by two separate debt pools. And one of the, the, the ginormous tasks uh, in front of the core contributors is to merge or sync those two separate debt pools with each other, which is, isn't a trivial task. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, uh, and um, but it's the prerequisite to make the synth on both Ethereum and optimistic Ethereum uh, fungible. So other than AVE or OneEdge, for example, we can't just say send it. We are on five, on 10, on 20 different chains at the same time. It's simply not feasible. And in my personal opinion, uh, not necessary for, for synthetics to be on many different chains. Um, when we have successfully moved uh, our operations to optimistic ethereum um we, we uh, yeah again i i don't see what, what what the benefits would be because the gas fees on optimistic ethereum will continue to shrink and uh, services like hop and other bridges make instant withdrawals possible and it will become cheaper in the future and this is something that that I or we would have to to discuss with the core contributors on because it's a technical question. If for some reason you there's a huge demand for for synthetic assets on the uh, on Arbitrum, for example, there we could rather or we should rather work together with services, for example, like Hop, um, to to create some kind of wrapped token which wraps uh, synthetic assets and 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 then so it uh, that uh, that are available on on uh, arbitrum for example but i could imagine that, that there are difficult uh, that there are problems with that in case we're decommissioning synth and stuff like that so this is something that 
would we have to be discussed on a technical uh, note. But right now, I don't see any reason other than than gas is too expensive on L1 uh, for for people asking why uh, why we are not deploying on chain X epsilon or, or side chain X epsilon or, or L2 layer two X epsilon and Optimistic Ethereum will fix this, and we're in the process of doing that. Thank you, Penny. Tara, it seemed like you had something you wanted to respond uh, directly to Penny with, so please go ahead and uh, answer question seven along with your response to Penny. Um, yeah, sure. I, I guess a year ago we set ourselves on this trajectory towards only optimism because uh, it requires a lot of work, apparently, to to kind of look at different chains at the same time. But then if you go to vfat.tools and you look at the site, the top of the site, up there you'll see all the other chains that will give better network effect. And within that list of um, side chains and power chains and L2s, you will not find optimism. Optimism, I believe, was, uh, I mean, it was face meltingly fast perhaps, in terms of the speeds it gave in transactions in January, but it's not been false meltingly fast in terms of coming to market. And so therefore, I have been thoroughly kind of annoyed with the progress that's been made in L2. And I'm not one to kind of stick to something just because you've already committed a position on it. It should be something that would be open to negotiation. And I think these negotiations should have been happening around February when the first uh, delays were, being, were occurring and kind of conversations should be had and the party line shouldn't have been towed in quite the way it seems to have been. But then when you have a dictator, a benevolent dictator, kind of stating on Twitter that optimism is going to be the second coming of blockchain, it's very difficult to then have those conversations. So um, yeah, it's a kind of ill-stated, complex opinion that is probably uh, better said in text. But um, yeah, my relationship with synthetics and L2 has not been a particularly happy one. Thank you, Tara. Boyan, you go ahead and take this. Question seven. What do you think synthetics yeah. multi-chain strategy should be? Yeah, well, I'm quite certain uh, future will be multi-chain so it i think it makes sense that uh, synthetics is uh, presence present on on multiple chains but um, there is a, a bit of difference because i believe it's core mechanism uh, that is uh, staking adapt it should stay only on one chain let's say optimism but uh, exchange functional functionality should be allowed on on different chains so you could uh, exchange SIT into SUSD on op on Arbitrum or some other chain. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the the best the best strategy. So to keep a debt pool on one chain, but exchange function functionality on on multiple chains. Yeah, that's basically what I said because. Uh, yeah, you, you're in a yeah, that, right? have, you, have you talked about this, Bojan? Because it's really interesting. Do you have to 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 somehow wrap wrap the synth, or could uh, could you just no no wrapping wrapping what you mentioned about hop? It's uh, just to to send uh, synths between uh, mm -hmm. chains. I'm talking about only exchange from one synth to another. Okay. You don't need to wrap. Thank you, guys. Excellent points. 
I'm moving on to question eight. Which synthetics products do you believe should be focused on or prioritized that will drive the most amount of transaction volume in the future? Atera, question eight will go to you first. Uh, trading. Um, Realist trading. So, yeah, I guess optimism. Get that working. All right. Boyan, floor is yours for question yeah, eight. Uh, well, I think it's an easy one. It's definitely perps, uh, perpetual uh, futures. We are waiting so long for, for those. I think uh, they will drive uh, a most of volume on, on synthetics. I'm certain it will. Thank you, Boyan. Penny? Yeah, I, I think uh, we already uh, talked about this. So my, my opinion is, uh, I already said it, it's uh, futures and uh, high leverage, really high leverage and shorting. And um, I also uh, want to repeat that I think that our, I disagree with Terra on that, that our uh, uh, censorship resistance is something that in the long run will drive people to us because many other uh, uh, users, especially from, from the USA, for example, uh, won't have uh, any other option other than to trade on us because they will be uh, uh, more and more locked out uh, from uh, all the other uh, exchanges, especially from the centralized exchanges. But uh, a sad trend that we are witnessing on, on, on uh, uh, right now is that more and more uh, decentralized projects are starting to block US uh, IP addresses, for example, uh, uh, already. And this is something that I, on one hand, concerns me a lot, and I'm, I'm not happy. I'm really disappointed about that. Uh, that, uh, but on the other hand, uh, it's an uh, uh, opportunity for us to to welcome those people that are uh, locked out from uh, those other exchanges, and I think this will drive more volume to us as well. On L2, of course, because as we can't do any of this on on, on layer one. It's all happening on L2, of course. Thank you, guys. So we're going to open up these last two questions for discussion. Uh, nine is, do you think low governance participation is an issue? And if so, how should it be addressed? For instance, in the last Spartan Council election voting process, staker participation was only about 5%. I, I, I can uh, then I just jump in because uh, this is a question that's really close to me as someone who, who relies on, on smaller to mid-sized votes. Um, in my opinion, low governance participation is never a good thing. And uh, everyone who stakes SNX has a say in governance and should exercise this right. And I often hear from people uh, uh, saying to me that uh, they vote won't have uh, make any difference anyway. And I disagree with that because uh, last, uh, for example, uh, last uh, in the last election, I was only two weighted debt points short of being voted onto the Spartan Council. And um, of course, small stakers can't swing a vote all by themselves. But if all the small stakers would actually vote, their combined weight would have a rather significant impact. And it doesn't cost gas. Uh, L2 uh, voting has been activated uh, uh, since last uh, uh, election as well. So everyone, no matter where they are staking, is able to 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 vote. And um, I'm also encouraging everyone to also um, vote for uh, uh, the other DAOs. Uh, uh, Treasury Council is, is is the new one, but also GDAO and the ambassadors, they have gotten way too uh, few uh, votes in, uh, in the last election. 
and um, they are very important governance bodies, governance bodies that uh, do really great things, um, and they should be legitimized by as many voters as possible. And I don't know if someone wants to jump in, because otherwise I would explain what what I think is the problem or one of the root causes of the low participation. And um, I, I mentioned uh, earlier uh, in in this panel that uh, I want to uh, improve accessibility. And when I said accessibility, I wasn't just talking about gas costs or fees and over and stuff like that. I was talking about making the Spartan Council easier to approach and making uh, uh, being actually available for and listening to input given by the community. And this is, is, is uh, something where, where I find uh, or I see myself uh, 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 in this. I think this will be my main role in the in the Spartan Council if I'm voted onto the council, building this bridge between the Spartan Council and the community. And Sometimes I have the feeling that, that people forget a very important detail about our governance process, and this is that every single member of the Spartan Council has been put there by the SNX stakers, and ultimately all power originates from the SNX stakers. And so you have What's every the weight of the Spartan Council combined, I wonder, though. Hmm? I mean, if you tot up the vote weight of the Spartan Council themselves, I imagine it's a pretty large portion of the SNX holders, right? This is, I don't know, because uh, I think that especially the, the OGs Sinterman have has multiple a lot. Kane wallets. has a few. Yeah, we have Kane there. So Kane has, yeah. has a, quite a few wallets, and, and not all of them are yeah. public, so so it's, ha it's hard to say, but of course... It voted would, it in would, by this. <laughs> I, I, would, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say per se that, that everyone on the council uh, or the council is only voting themselves on. I think the OGs, the, the original stakers who stake, uh, started staking from, from, from the beginning on, of course have a very strong influence on uh, who is elected. But uh, I think they have an, an uh, in, we, 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 after all, we have quadratic voting. And um, the only, uh, not the, Probably the, the largest reason why the OGs are still uh, so dominant when it comes to, to voting people onto the council is because all the smaller voters aren't actually going to vote and, and giving their, 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 their votes. Because, as, as I said, someone like me, who is uh, uh, relying heavily on small to mid-sized votes, is, is really, I'm really always uh, uh, surprised how much even small SNX stakers, uh, uh, how much of a difference they make each of their votes because of the quadratic formula we are using. And I think the, 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 what you are po uh, pointing or hinting at wouldn't, would be a way uh, smaller problem if people would actually go to vote. And I think one reason is that people are still cons uh, convinced that their vote is uh, both important, won't make a change, which is wrong, and uh, because they uh, think that, that their input isn't valued. And maybe we have to uh, a little bit with Kane on the, I, I think the last ex uh, election has showed it, that um, it's, uh, 
Kane has has a huge following, and when if you put Kane, uh, depending on where you put Kane, you can put him uh, could put him on the GDAO, for example, and suddenly you would have the most votes on on the GDAO. I'm 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 sure of that. So uh, this is something it's, like like this uh, following which we should address, but you can't uh, in the end because it's their free free choice who they are voting for. Are the council chambers still actively used? I mean, are they designed to be used that channel? Because it's the top of the list on the governance. And I noticed that since June 5th, there's not been a single conversation that has taken place there. And yeah, assuming that that, that that is kind of meant to be a forum for which the community is able to observe the workings of the governance system. It, it's for, a, 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 for first and foremost to engage in with each other, to, to have a, a directly discuss those topics um, which are posted publicly. We have, we have a lot of bots that are posting what, what's what's on the table right now and for people hey, to Kane engage has, with Kane them. hasn't spoken in there once, has he? Um, I don't know. I have to, to look that up. Like, I mean, if... The desire is to encourage community participation <coughs> in governance. Uh, that governance has to take place publicly. Um, and if the council chambers was started as an attempt to be a, a public forum that could at least be observed, perhaps um, it's not necessary for people to comment in there. But if the intention was for the chambers to be an, a means of peeking in and seeing what governance is, is doing in the background, then it's an abject failure that since the last, or throughout this entire epoch, there hasn't been a single conversation amongst the Spartan Council uh, within that chamber. That, that, that's right, and I think uh, maybe we can't, we can't speak or we can't treat this in, in absolute. So not everything can be discussed in a public space because uh, just the, there are th things like someone has noticed we have a vulnerability. <laughs> And that has to be addressed rather quickly, and we need uh, 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 an SIP or an SSCP has to be written and passed uh, rather quickly so that it gets, uh, doesn't get uh, exploited. Um, this is something where I think, okay, this this can be in 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 a, in a, in a closed space, and uh, the documents and and the decisions and everything is is. Uh, public and we should have a post-mortem after such things. This is maybe something so that could be There must have been a lot of exploits that emerged since. Uh, hey, okay, you, I, I, I wanted yeah, to touch up on this. And, and, we, and, and we, oh, okay, Bojan can, can chime in on this. Uh, and we think, I think uh, uh, we should uh, really uh, incorporate a process that says uh, everything is per default public. Uh, in, uh, uh, if, uh, as long as we don't have agreed upon that, this is too, too. Uh, okay, maybe this isn't too aggressive approach, but something like that where we say we make every uh, as much public as possible, and maybe we can with a default uh, uh, exception mode, or we can find some other modus uh, to do it. But I agree completely with you, and this is something what I said: accessibility, talking, engaging in the community, uh, subjecting yourself to to the horrors of having. Uh, 200 people uh, uh, going on you, <laughs> up, uh, onto you, uh, and attacking you. Yeah, and having to explain yourself. But Bojan, do 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 uh, 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 explain that we ha we had a lot of exploits in the in the last couple. Yeah, of months. there were there were situations where we it would be really bad for for as an ex taker to share those in open, 
because uh, you know there are lots of eyes looking uh, those searching for exploits and in uh, that situation it's 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 much safer to to keep it in a, in a close close channel yeah, I, I, I don't agree think there's any you. temptation that after those situations have been resolved, that those conversations remain closed. Because I mean, statistically, uh, yeah, I mean, the, you the can see, of, yeah. I mean, I imagine what has largely happened is that the conversations were taking place more publicly around like December of last year when Spartan Council first kicked off, and gradually, as the council has become more entrenched. And Chummy, those conversations have probably shifted more into private channels that don't necessarily have the same exposure to the community. And that has obviously contributed to a detachment from the community, which has led to lower participation in the elections. I, to be honest, the, the 5% number, this is, uh, the, uh, this is the, the number of voters participating. It's not uh, the, the uh, weighted debt because we, we had uh, a vote to claim policy or mechanism in, in place. So you had to vote to be able to claim your rewards. And I, this, this can't be weighted debt, 5% weighted debt. It must, it must have been 5% of the stakers have voted, right? Yes, I believe that's five percent of the community as a whole, not not okay. the not a weighted five percent. Yeah, so so it's it's really it's a small the 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 last the vast majority the the small stakers that always think they they're in a minority or they're not important. If you're looking at this, if if those make ninety five percent of the community uh, of the stakers, I would say if we if we could even half of them uh, activate and, and motivate to vote. Um, uh, our governance would look uh, quite differently. Absolutely. Part of what we hope to achieve by hosting these panels is to bring more visibility to the Spartan Council candidates as well as the voting process. Like if I go to staking.synthetics.o forward slash gov forward slash snxgov.eth, um, I can only seem to see one page of um, governance proposals. It doesn't allow me to scroll to any others. So it seems there's something of a pervasive uh, lack of public access to some of the stuff that's going on. I'm sure you can go to other sources. I think um, greater effort expended on making sure that these are easily accessible would be would be useful. Yeah, they, they are. There's our pages on... Uh, with sips.synthetics.io where you have all our SIPs, uh, SIPs, and the same for uh, SCCPs. And yeah, this is something that should. That's not built into the same yeah, exactly. that UI as, as yeah, the I rest. I think there was some problem yeah. with, with UI. I think it was refreshed not so long, long ago. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this, this is something else that, that we could uh, learn from other projects to make like our our um, and if, uh, this is something that has already done with the move away from Minter, is to make this site the hub for everything. So you're, you're going, uh, you're not just going there to to stake uh, or, anything, or, or to vote. Like integrating the the the, the stats into into uh, the site where okay maybe maybe this this integrated uh, right now, but to really uh, consolidate everything on this page. And yeah, this is something where where some some front end designers um, uh, have to wreck their brains about how to to really 
uh, accomplish that. Thank you, everybody. Your points on transparency are well taken. We have one more question. Uh, again, this is open for discussion for the group. How do you think individuals on the Spartan Council should be measured with regards to participation and performance? And uh, specifically for you, Boyan, is there an internal feedback process where non-performance or participation can be addressed? Mm -hmm. I don't think there is any except uh, for taking notes who, who is uh, present on uh, weekly syncs and then uh, SIP's uh, presentation. I don't think we have any measure there. It's quite flexible yeah, being in the Spartan Council. But this is something really, this is, this is taking off directly from the question before that and from what we are saying about the SIPs and SSCPs being on the page. Um, that's interesting. I didn't know that that it's uh, uh, that you have started uh, um, documenting, um, taking notes on who is participating, and this is something that I want uh, to make public so that the the, the voters, the stakers, can see uh, who is participating in in public and private meetings, who is actually voting on SIPs and SSPs, and. Uh, so they have some kind of a metric because this is uh, you have some kind of metric to to measure the the uh, involvement of, of uh, or the engagement of a uh, 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 Spartan council member and maybe I think that there, there, there are times where where there's good reason why somebody is is, is absent uh, without I won't make any specific examples but there were times hearings that yeah. kind of thing <laughs> there, there were times when i was pre still present where someone was missing uh, some some meetings and they had really good reason to do so and this is something that maybe with a comment field or some 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 way giving the the the, the, the spartan council member to to make a small comment explaining uh, uh, why they are missing and um this would Admittedly, this would only cover a baseline engagement participation level, so like the, the, the minimum you should do as a Spartan Council member. And beyond that, it's difficult because I think you would all agree that being on a on a, in, a, in a governance body doing the, the work that the Spartan Council is doing involves many tasks, many activities that are hard to uh, express in numbers, in cold hard numbers, and so we should have at least this participation metric to be available for everyone to have at least some kind of accountability. For sure. Anybody else have anything to add as far as ideas for keeping the Spartan Council accountable to their duty to serve the community? It would be nice if nominees were able to debate directly with incumbents rather than being sequestered in their own special chat. Um, apologies to Virgin, obviously he's here, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's one one means of uh, having them measured, um, having them engage in actual conversations rather than us being talking amongst ourselves whilst they carry on their merry way. But I enjoyed this format. I must, I must admit, I think that this format has its place and I would like it to stay where it is. Maybe something like that could be added, like in those, those separated and then one combined. But, uh, yeah, but I've never spoken directly to Kane and I wouldn't mind but having you a could, talk with well, him. Did you try it? Because uh, I, even when I was very new in synthetics, I, I, I was going at Kane and I, I, I think most of it is 
is, is lost to time, but I had like. I don't know, man. He's, he, I'm kind of shy, and he's quite the silver fox. So I don't know if I. <laughs> you are to... not shy. <laughs> you are jokes there, but you can talk to Kane. You just have to do it, really. You, you you can you can even I I don't want to say it public but, uh, to be honest, but you can it's even really DM him oh, and, and he's, he's re responding so he's really accessible. Well, Danny maybe. <laughs> so I I I don't I won't uh, agree with you when you're saying that Kane you can't talk to Kane you can't talk to Kane and he when when you poke him at the right places then he, he starts to write and I bet if you're suggesting to talk to him he will talk to you as well. Uh, in voice and uh, <clears throat> I, quite frankly if some people on Twitter for, for example are actually doing that they, they are provoking him and, and then you have a public discussion so if you want it just do it because you you are you you are someone who knows how to rile up people and I'm sure you know how to rile up Kane I mean he was pretty bad dropping the f-bombs on Twitter about optimism <laughs> that that really got me I really want to to have this discussion between you and Kane <laughs> Yeah. So, sorry, so, Bojan. You go ahead. Sorry. How are you going to measure yourself? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Thank you all for your thoughts on maintaining accountability and monitoring performance of Spartan Council members. This brings us to the end of the panel interview. Thank you all for taking the time to join us today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen to the second part of SNX Weave's panel-style podcast in the next episode. The voting period is now open, so be sure to get your votes in before September 30th. The full list of Spartan Council candidates includes Afif, B. Barker, Big Penny, Boyan, Daniel, Justin, Kane, Caleb, Michael, Synthaman, and Terabellis. Don't forget to also cast your ballots for the Grants DAO, the Ambassador DAO, and the newly formed Treasury Council. Until next time, this is SNX Weave. <laughs>